Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. I'm Darren Hefty along with my brother Brian. We're going to be discussing flag leaf fungicides for wheat. And we'll also be taking your calls and agronomic questions throughout the show at 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can always email us radio at agphd.com. Brian, today I had an agronomist say, man, everybody's so worried about getting their corn and beans in, they're forgetting about their wheat. And we got fungicide that needs to get sprayed. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of things that, that we get excited about, and planting is certainly one of them. But we can't forget important jobs like protecting that wheat crop, because in a lot of cases, the wheat looks pretty good. Uh, honestly, I don't think people are forgetting about their jobs. They're prioritizing and going, okay. What am I going to do today? I got corn to plant. I got beans to plant. I got wheat to spray. I got 18 other jobs too. It's hard at this time of year. So yeah, we feel for you if you're in that situation, but you know what? Sometimes mother nature is a little bit against you and the jobs kind of pile up. Yeah, they sure can. And I, I think, you know, when you think about spraying, there aren't that many days where it's ideal for spraying. Today's one of those days. There's hardly any breeze. It's nice and warm. Man, it's a good day to run the sprayer out there. Well, um, yeah, I, I will say, like on our own farm, we stopped planting on a couple of days where it was nice to spray. I I don't know if that was the right decision or not. It's hard to know, but we just kind of look at the forecast a lot of times and say, all right, what do things look like the rest of the week? Can we plant? Uh, later? Are we going to be able to spray later? What are we going to be able to do? So yeah, we've, we've done that before too. Just stop the planter for a little bit. But you know, now that it's starting to get toward the end of May, a lot of people are just going, you know what, I'm just going to finish planting and then we'll see how it goes and I'll pray that the wind doesn't blow. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that. I, I do. You got to get the crop in at some point. All right. You got a lot of a variety of questions here in the Ag PhD mailbag. Let's dive into that. This one comes from Eric, and he said, I've used Freelex for broadleaf weed control and turf grass and planting beds around my property this spring, and, man, it's really worked. Although, I may have made a mistake. I used it to clean up some existing dandelions in an area that I now would love to put in tomatoes. How much time do you think between use of Freelex and tomatoes would I need to be safe, or should I just find another spot for the tomatoes? Um, I don't know what the label actually says, but I feel like normally we're going to count on one to two weeks worth of some residual out there for control. And there's probably still a little bit of that residual left a month later. But if you've gotten good rain and you're a month later, I would probably be willing to do it at that point. But again, um, I'm going to defer to whatever the label says. Uh, but just thinking logically, that's probably what I would come up with. But again, label uh goes over everything so if i'm wrong compared to what the label says follow the label yep yeah i definitely give it at least two weeks if not a month and if you're yeah. doing some tillage if you've had lots of rainfall uh that'll probably be the best situation if if not if it's no till you're not getting any rain and it's only been a week there's no chance in the world i'd plant tomatoes there all right get nope. this get this one from ryan over in minnesota he said got some soybean questions here uh first of all uh, over the past week, we have accumulated five plus inches of rain. 
Thankfully, we finished planting and spraying before the rain. But it made me wonder, with these pre-plant, pre-emerge residual herbicides, we're often worried about getting enough rain to get them in the soil. Is there a point where we have too much? Will herbicide move deeper, or does it stay firmly attached near the surface? We used Harness, Prowl H2O, Metribuzin Authority first on the corn and beans. Uh, you can, I guess, the Harness for the corn and Prowl, Metribuzin Authority first on the beans. Uh, what do you think about five inches of rain on top of those pre's? I'm not super worried. Um, I would say this, though. If you have lighter soil, then you've got more risk. And atrazine, by far, is the one that has the most risk of leaching. So I would be, I would assume that I've lost maybe a little bit of my, my uh, metribuzin. I've lost none of my prowl, probably none of my harness. I mean, unless you got super sandy ground. But we're only talking five inches, not 20 inches over a month or something like that. So even then, I mean, a lot of the products, they just don't move down in soil a whole lot. So like the Prowl, it's, it's not going far. I'm not that worried. Harness can move a little bit more. So it's possible with much more rain than that, it's going to get way down. But yeah, unless I had pure sand, I'm really not concerned. And quite frankly, even if I was concerned, there's nothing you can do at this point anyway. You just wait, see what weeds come, and you address it then. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so part two of his question then, he said, this is my first year trying the three pre's ahead of soybeans, Prowl H2O, Metribuse, and Authority first. But along with that, I'm planning to try a post-emerge residual for the first time this year. Planning to spray three ounces of Anthem Max along with three ounces of frequent, 16 ounces of crop oil, and some fulvic acid in 15 gallons of water around the second trifoliate. What can I do to minimize the burn on the soybeans that I'm anticipating from the cadet that's in the Anthem Max while getting the most effectiveness out of this herbicide? I'm wondering if I'm pushing it too much by adding the crop oil and if fulvic acid will increase the burn. Fulvic won't increase the burn much, maybe a hair. Will the crop oil? Sure. But let's keep in mind, the the more burn you have on the plant, the odds are the better weed kill you've got too. So this is one of the things where it's like, okay, what, what am I most interested in here? If you're most interested in weed kill, which is usually where I'm at, I don't mind burning beans just a little bit. Early in the season, a little bit of burn on them doesn't seem to hurt much. So personally, if it's me, I would go with what he's planning to do. Honestly, though, my biggest concern wasn't the burn. It was the fact that he was only talking three ounces of frequent. That's generic fusillade. That's a real low rate. Uh, four ounces is usually my minimum, and that's if the corn is real small. So, honestly, I'd bump that by one ounce, and then I think I'd feel pretty good. The other thing he said, he's going to come back with a second pass later in the season within list one to clean up anything that gets through. Hey, uh, good job, Ryan. I'm glad you're trying a couple of new things this year. Hopefully that works out really good. Sounds like you're stepping up your weed control program. Well, we're going to talk about the fungicide program in wheat. We're going to discuss flag leaf fungicides on today's program. Stay tuned. My mom's got a new case I each tractor and... It can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. 
This is Mike. Hey. He's getting a quick haircut at the local barber school. It's only five bucks. How bad can it? Oh! Yikes. Don't be like Mike when it comes to weed control. Get the job done right the first time and plan ahead with Status Herbicide. It delivers elite corn safety and reliable performance, so you don't have to deal with more problems than you bargained for. No, 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 no. Status Herbicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. At Ag PhD, we're always looking for ways to support the ag industry. That's why at our free Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event, we're giving away more than 100 college scholarships. Plus, we'll head out into the field for hands-on agronomy sessions, including our comprehensive guide to crop scouting. This day may be geared towards younger farmers, but whether you're a college student or just want good agronomy info, this is one event you won't want to miss. Learn more and register for the Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event at agphd.com. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Get an extra semi-load out of your grain bin. The end zone from Farm Shop MFG can increase your stored beans moisture from 10 to 13%. On a 20,000 bushel bin, that's a free extra semi-load. Visit FarmShopMFG.com for more. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio today, and our topic is flag leaf fungicide for wheat. Now, I realize you may be at a little different stage. You may say, huh, I'm still getting wheat in the ground, and you guys are talking flag leaf already? Okay, that's fine. Uh, you got to be prepared for flag leaf coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit and how it may be different than the fungicides you're choosing early, or or some of them may be the same ones that, that we would like to use. But we'll discuss all the things to make those fungicides work. Also, along the way, we're taking your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Let's head down to Kansas to start off. Got Katie Strathman on with us right now with BASF. How are you doing, Katie? Doing well. How are you today? You know, we're doing quite well, too. We got the crop in the ground, so that's the first step, and now it's going to be caring for it. And uh, today we're talking a little about fungicides, but before we get into the flag leaf discussion, just want to talk some general stuff here with fungicides. And I know that with BSF, you, you talk a lot about plant health. You talk a lot about multiple modes of action. All those things are great things, and I think uh, it would be maybe a great way to kind of set this segment up. Absolutely. You are spot on. At BASF, we are all about plant health, and that is really important at any growth stage. So I know you said that you guys just got done seeding some wheat. Obviously, we're a little bit further ahead here in Kansas, but we do recommend the same fungicides really at that early green-up timing for us or a little bit earlier, maybe herbicide timing for you guys up north that we do at Flagleaf, and that would be Nexacor. So Nexacor is a three-mode-of-action product. It features our plant health product, F500, also known as Headline, as well as two other actives. We have in that Fluxaperoxid, which you might also find in our other brand, Preaxor, which is also labeled for wheat and does commonly get used in wheat. But Nexacor has a third active. It actually has propiconazole in there. So we really get a nice, well-rounded look at different sites of action to combat both fungus as well as provide those plant health benefits. Okay, speak about that product specifically. I, I get guys that say, okay, I'm going to spray really early in the year, really small wheat, and we're using a half rate. 
And when we get to flag leaf, we need to go up to that full rate. Can you talk about how that dose might be just a little bit different depending on what stage of growth you're at? Absolutely. A lot of times I like to think about the dose of the fungicide similar to you might with livestock, right? You always base your medication for any animal off of that animal's weight. You're not going to give the same dose of medicine to a calf as you would a full-grown steer. And it's kind of similar in crops, right? We don't have near as much leaf, near as much tissue out there, but we can still receive those plant health benefits even earlier in the season from a lower rate by helping make that plant more efficient. Using its resources better can help us generate more leaf area, which is good for later in the season, as well as provide us with, you know, better roots for better nutrient, nutrient uptake that can help us drive that yield as well. But when we get to flag leaf, obviously, there's a lot more plant out there, and we are concerned about disease, so we want to make sure we're getting enough to have a lethal dose across that plant or over that plant that's bigger later in the season, and that's why we use a higher rate then. Okay, now one of the common myths that I hear, Katie, is, well, if I... If I just wait until heading, I'll be fine. I'll be able to get by. But there's really no guarantee that you're going to be able to get by. And plus, for, for the guys that say, well, I, I don't know, I don't want to go out there twice. Uh, can you talk about that just a little bit? Because it, it can be a tough decision for farmers. I know it takes time to spray. you got to find great days to do it. And, and being fussy about getting things done at the right time is important too. But, man, we got some critical times of growth coming up here with the flag leaf and the heading not too far behind it. Absolutely. Thinking about, you know, what kind of fungicides are we using? One thing that I run into really commonly is people think, well, I'll wait until I see disease or I'll wait until I have that problem and then I'll treat. And a lot of times, like I said, I rely on kind of animal comparisons, but this is one that we can't because you can treat an animal and bring it back to health. But once a plant has lost some leaf area, has had disease, start growing within it, there's nothing we can do to get that green tissue back. Once it turns brown, it's gone, and we have that disease in our field producing inoculum. So it's really important that we think proactively to get ahead of those diseases and give our plants the best head start that we possibly can. I often think about preventative versus curative fungicides, and sometimes people find that confusing. But really, whether you're using a preventative or a curative, you want to apply it proactively or preventatively because that name is really a misnomer. It tells us how the fungicide controls the fungus, whether it's before it enters the leaf or after it enters the leaf. But either way, we want the fungicide there before the pathogen attacks. Yeah, I agree. we got to be proactive. It's way different than, than um, seeing a bug and scouting that way and, and controlling it after the fact. It's, it's being out there in front and making that plan. The other thing I think, too, Katie, is you've got to have coverage on the leaves that you want protected. How far down the plant do you want to try to get coverage? And I, I talk to growers that say, man, I've got a pretty thick stand of wheat. If I up my pressure, if I up my gallons of water, I can get coverage down through most of that canopy. That's a good thing, right? Absolutely. We're going to talk about coverage whenever we talk about a fungicide application. We often say coverage is key because it sticks in the mind really easily. But one of the things that's unique about wheat, say different from corn, you know, in corn we often think about really that ear leaf two above and two below being the key for driving photosynthesis. That flag leaf in wheat takes on a lot bigger load than maybe, say, the rest of the plant. So, yes, we want to make sure that we're getting the best coverage possible so we receive the best disease control possible. 
But really, we also need to think about timing and acting to keep that flag leaf safe because it's going to drive up to half of our yield potentially in that wheat crop. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. Okay, we get a question quite often about adjuvants and and mixing other things with these fungicides, and everybody wants to try and do multiple jobs at the same time. So we hear about fertilizer getting put out this time. We hear about putting in some sort of sticker or spreader on the leaf, that kind of thing. What do you think about other things in the tank? Do they hurt our performance, or can they actually be helpful? So we've actually done some trials that look at that because it, it is a very common question here too. And we've shown that having Nextcore in the tank at a herbicide timing, even with fluid fertilizer as a carrier, even with additional adjuvants in the tank, you can still receive that yield bump of having those plant health benefits and disease control early in the season, even if you are trying to get a lot of that out of that application. The adding things even at flag leaf that help us improve that coverage, help get it to the plant, something like a spreader sticker is also going to help us because ultimately it's only going to do us good if we deliver that product where it needs to be on and inside the plant. Okay, so talk to us if, if we are in a spot where we're going to treat at flag leaf here, we're going to come back at heading timing with another application. It's going to be a little different, the products we're going to use. Can you talk us through that just a little bit as far as, okay, we're going out with Nexacore now at flag leaf, got three modes of action in there. What are you going to be looking for later in the season? So there are some watchouts when we go out at heading, or as we like to say around here, at flowering, because that's when we typically experience pressure from Fusarium head blight, also known as scab. And that pathogen is very specific. It only infects the wheat kernels as they are flowering. So once you start to see those anthers sticking out of those kernels, that's a sign that you should be pulling a trigger if you have those right environmental conditions. Things like high humidity, ample moisture, warm temperatures are going to drive that disease that can overwinter in wheat stubble but can also survive in other grass crops like corn. So that's a tricky pathogen because you have to think ahead and plan ahead for that application because it's one that you won't see until it's absolutely too late to treat because once that flowering window is over, there's nothing we can do to get that fungicide into those wheat kernels as they're trying to develop to stop that pathogen. And with head scab, what actually happens is you lose those kernels. So if you've ever walked a wheat field and seen green heads that have just individual kernels that are already looking like they're senesced, that's an indication that head scab would have been something that we should have treated for in that field because obviously we're losing some yield there to those prematurely senesced kernels. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. There's a lot of things to think about in wheat. If you want to shoot for high yields, if you want to try and make maximum profit per acre, uh, we've been talking with Katie Strathman here with BASF. we got some great tips to start the show off. Katie, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on. Thanks for having me. Talking about flag leaf fungicides and wheat, we're also taking your calls and agronomic questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. We'll be right back. Precision crop nutrition pays. And AgroLiquid has precisely what it takes to help you succeed. The right products plus the right expertise to give you guidance based on your soils your fields, and your goals. While our clean, seed-safe formulations and lower application rates make planter fertilizer easier than ever. Agro-Liquid. Apply less. Expect more. 
Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Are you ready? We got the need, the need for seed treatment. Start your engines. Ready, set, Intego. Start your season strong with Intego Sweet Soybeans, Intego Fungicide Soybeans, and Intego Sweet Cereals OF from Valent USA. Ask your Valent rep about seed treatment solutions or visit valent.com slash Intego. Always read and follow label instructions. Hi, I'm Greg Souter at 360 Yield Center. It's painful to pay high prices for nitrogen. Even more painful to know that a chunk of the end will not be there when the plant needs it. The solution is 360 Wide Drop. With 360 Y Drop, you apply right before the plant's rapid uptake cycle. You can adjust your rate, resupply lost nitrogen, or cut the rate if conditions are right. Learn more at 360yieldcenter.com. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day with guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running than ever before. The Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kid's area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drink available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything's free. Go to agphd.com to learn more for the Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. The hard-working, independent spirit of rural America can often be isolating. It's not often discussed, but mental health issues are real. Now's the time to lead by example, talk openly, and show that a strong mind is just as important as a strong body. FMC is proud to be working toward ending the misconceptions around mental health. Through awareness, guidance, and action, together we can uproot the stigma. CNB, your local John Deere dealer, is committed to helping you in the field. The CNB Support Center brings you machine monitoring, remote diagnostics, and guidance from expert technology specialists all season long. Learn more about what the CNB Support Center can do for you at DeerEquipment.com. From machine storage buildings and farm shops to dependable buildings to house your livestock, regardless of building size or use, Morton has a building for every budget. To learn how we can help you expand your farm operation, visit MortonBuildings.com. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We're talking about wheat today. We're talking specifically about flag leaf fungicides, but depending on where you're at, you may have wheat at different stages. We talked just a little bit about heading, and uh, we can certainly talk about earlier season applications too. When we think about these wheat fungicides, they're certainly more popular than they were when I was younger, and there are a lot more choices. There are different modes of action. In fact, we've got three mode of action products out there now, which is just fantastic. So we'll talk about some of the different products. We'll talk about how to use them. We'll talk about what to watch out for at Flagleaf. And of course, take your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Real happy to welcome Jason Snell to the show right now with Syngenta. Jason, how are you doing? Very good, Darren. How are you? Well, pretty good. Uh, at this point, no diseases out there to talk about for us, but we aren't at flag leaf yet. we got a long ways to go here. So I uh, want to talk about what we should be watching out for in the field and just how to be successful with the fungicide program in general. 
Yeah, absolutely. So on the spring wheat, uh, which is most of my area, we do have some time here uh, before we see flag leaf. Um, some of the winter wheat may be getting fairly close, some of the early planted winter wheat um, in the southern states. And really uh, kind of depends on the region a little bit. As you go south, a lot more rusts, um, stripe rust and other rusts on those uh, flag leaves. And as you go north, it's a little less rust, but more tan spot. Um, as you as you move farther north, that's been much more common um, on spring wheat. Yeah, you just never know what kind of year you're going to get. Are you going to get more heat? Are you going to have more cool, cloudy days? Uh, and and this year it's been interesting too. These rains have been awfully spotty throughout the northern part of the country, and some areas may be overly wet, and you might not have to drive very far down the road, and they're they're just not wet at all. So, how how do you figure this one out, Jason? Because it, it's really tough to see a disease and then do much about it. You really really do have to be anticipate and really have to do anticipate the disease and get out there in front. Yeah, I think it, I think anticipation is important. You can kind of plan around your area, around your wheat fields. Many of these diseases um, carry over from residue from previous years. So if you had a, if you're wheat on wheat, obviously a higher risk disease risk factor. If you are, uh, if you have neighboring fields that were wheat previously and maybe some um, residue has blown across, you know, you'll have a higher risk there. That would be some of the factors I would watch. And then just following the weather, you know, those cool cloudy days um, mild temperatures tend to be um, more conducive for fungal growth on a lot of these uh, cereals you know we're, we're talking specifically today about flag leaf at least that was what our our topic for the show was but let's be honest in wheat there's often going to be a multiple fungicide approach at least for high yielding wheat or wheat being raised in in heavy disease pressure areas we see a lot of growers using two applications of fungicide, some using three. Uh, when you look at that, Jason, you've got a lot of different products at Syngenta, and one of the things that I've heard many folks from your company talk about is length of control and adding a third mode of action in there and shooting for something that's going to protect for a little bit longer by growers a little bit more window. Talk to us about that, that length of control piece and, and how to how to best utilize that. Yeah, um, I think it's been really interesting, the development in fungicides over the last um, few years. Uh, we've launched a Trivapro, which has a, a wheat label, um, either early timing and herbicide timing or flag leaf timing. Uh, that's three modes of action. It carries um, three sites of action, uh, triazole, a strobe, as well as an SDHI. Um, and that length of control is really, I think we've seen that extend with that SDHI in that product, the Salatinol is a kind of the name we call it that for that solo product of SDHI that we added to it. Um, so yeah, we're, we've kind of marked that on uh, works stronger, works longer. Um, and it's been, it's really proven itself out in the field on, on multiple crops, especially wheat. Um, herbicide timing, you can really capture a lot more of that um, length of control because you have obviously more of the growing season left. Um, flag leaf timing, depending on the disease pressure, that may be a bigger um, factor if you have a higher disease pressure um, risk, a stronger product that it also works longer, but it's also stronger right from the jump uh, could be a, a way to uh, factor that into a higher performing product such as Trivapro at Flag Leaf. Now, I know when we ask growers about this that say, well, I'm going to get out there twice. A lot of them are saying, well, I go out at herbicide timing. It's easy. I can just add something in. And then I know for sure I need protection from head scab. But this flag leaf timing, people forget how important that flag leaf is 
to protect in terms of yield potential. The yield gains with these flag leaf trials, uh, I know with Triva Pro and other products at that timing, have been really positive in terms of yield and return. Yeah, they absolutely have. And I, I do feel like the flag leaf timing has maybe fallen off a little bit. Um, as you said, focus early on with the herbicide timing goes long in the past. And then with Fusarium being a seemingly more common problem maybe than it has been um, the last few years. Uh, maybe 10, 20 years ago it wasn't as big of an issue and now it seems to be a almost every year situation unless it's extremely dry. So the flag leaf is kind of the the one that got kind of left out of that mix. You know, if guys are going to stick to two passes, they'll probably go early and then they'll probably go at, at, uh, at uh, fuserum headlight timing, at heading. So, but yeah, what we've seen is exactly what you've said. We've very strong performance, um, really big gains in yield and quality and overall plant health with that flag leaf timing. Um, and Triverpro is in, from the research I've seen, has kind of been leading the pack among all the products that are on the market. Uh, so very, very happy with the performance of that. And then following that up with a Miravis ACE application at um, Seeks 10.5 um, can be a really good way to finish off the season strong with very high yields, very good grain quality, and good plant health. We talk about using different products at, at different stages of growth, and certainly wheat is, is no exception to that rule. Miravis ACE has really looked really good on head scab protection completely different sdhi than what's in trivapro and this is one that we like to save for that flowering timing just because of how how good it's done in that time period talk to us a little bit about that one and and why it's different yeah so miravis ace has a is two sites of action it has the triazole it shares the triazole that uh, trivapro has which is propiconzole or commonly known as tilt on the market uh, and then in Miravis Ace, we take that triazole of tilt and we added adepidin is the SDHI in there. And the adepidin is really bringing us an increased level of leaf disease control, as well as very, very strong fusarium headlight control. We've seen very, ni very nice reduction in disease, um, as well as um, highly increased plant health. Um, to the point where in the fall after the after combines have, have harvested the, the wheat, um, we can actually see differences in the stubble color uh, just from the increased plant health from Miravis Ace. So yeah, the performance on Miravis Ace since its launch has been very, very strong and, and has been growing in, uh, in acres that get covered for that reason. Um, helped a lot by strong prices in uh, wheat in the last few years. Um, it's a good way to uh, kind of double down on that investment and, and return a lot more yield into your tank. You know, the other thing that we hear from growers as they're out in wheat fields is, well, I did a little scouting before I went out to spray. I didn't see any disease, but I know I got to be in front of that one. So I'm fine throwing the fungicide in, but I'm seeing some problem bugs. And with some of the different rotations, with reductions in tillage, with cover crops, all these things, we are seeing more bugs in wheat crops. Uh, what I, I think it's a natural time to do this. Same time you're spraying the fungicide, put an insecticide in too if you got harmful bugs. What what are you seeing, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. We've seen um, probably an uptick, I would say, in, in um, insect populations, insect pressures. Um, variable a little bit by area uh, and also on the climate that uh, happens to be that year, but definitely an increase in, from past years. And, and we've had a lot of luck with Warrior in a lot of those fields. Our uh, pyrethroid uh, chemistry that's been on the market for a long time, been a strong performer. Um, and mixing that in with um, those fungicide applications can can bring a lot of benefit to knock down uh, those disease, those uh, insects um, before they really build their populations up and become problem. 
I think we've got a great opportunity this year to make some money on this wheat crop. We're talking today about flag leaf fungicides. Don't want to forget about the other things going on. We always encourage you scout uh, regularly throughout the season. And especially when you're going to make an application, just take a look, see if there's anything else that, that you could do to protect your crop and improve your yields. Been talking with Jason Snell here with Syngenta. Jason, great stuff. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Darren. Have a good day. You too. We'll talk more about flag leaf fungicides right after this short break. We'll get back with more of your calls and questions too. Stay tuned. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Water Hemp. Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of Fierce Herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valent.com fierce to find the right fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutritia and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. Get uniform control in your fields with trusted, hardworking Lucento fungicide. Control the toughest diseases with a dual mode of action fungicide that consistently outperforms the competition and field trials. Lucinto fungicide from FMC works overtime for lasting control to help improve crop yields. Talk about getting the job done. Visit your FMC retailer or lucinto.ag.fmc.com for hardworking control in your fields. Always read and follow all legal directions. At Ag PhD, we're always looking for ways to support the ag industry. That's why at our free Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event, we're giving away more than 100 college scholarships. Plus, we'll head out into the field for hands-on agronomy sessions, including our comprehensive guide to crop scouting. This day may be geared towards younger farmers, but whether you're a college student or just want good agronomy info, this is one event you won't want to miss. Learn more and register for the Ag PhD Scouting and Scholarships event at agphd.com. When we told growers that New Bear Premium Trivolt Herbicide for corn delivers visibly clean fields for up to eight weeks, they were a bit skeptical. Um, we'll see how it works. So we decided to prove it. We set up cameras in multiple cornfields, treated them with Trivolt, and filmed for 24 hours a day. For eight weeks, we saw a variety of weather conditions, and Trivolt worked. See for yourself at trivoltinaction.com. Trivolt is a restricted-use pesticide. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. Read and follow pesticide label directions. Palmer Amaranth. Four counts of yield theft, resistance to groups two, four, nine. You ain't got nothing on me, man. We've been surveilling you. And now we've got Tough 5EC, a tank mix partner that'll make sure you and your gang of resistant weeds never see the daylight again. Crack down on repeat offenders. Add Tough 5EC to your post-emergence tank mix. Learn more at toughonweeds.com. Always read and follow label directions. Tough is a registered trademark of Belsham Crop Protection. Back, you're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We'll continue our discussion on flag leaf fungicides for wheat. 
And we'll also take your calls and agronomic questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Your emails are always welcome, radio at agphd.com. All right, so a little bit north of us, we've got our friend Ryan Hunt with FMC up there. How you doing, Ryan? Good. How are you today? Well, pretty good, but before I let you talk about flag leaf fungicides, we get so many questions. What's happening in North Dakota? What's happening in northern Minnesota? Are guys getting crop in? What's it looking like, Ryan? It is, I'd say it's starting to go pretty hard now. Um, You know, I was up to Grand Forks and Crookston on Monday, and we got up north there. They were going full bore there was actually even quite a few wheat fields that were already that two three leaf stage so the warm ground it's really popping um get a little salsa fargo here and it's kind of spotty i know some guys that are got about half their crop in already and some that are just barely getting started so waiting for a little more dry out here to get the ground worked but pretty well across the state i think everyone's rolling now finally that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, as, as we get going here, we, we don't want to forget about getting some of these applications made. I was talking to my brother about this. He's like, oh, man, Darren, we're getting close to the end of, of May here. Now it's May 17th. In Brian's mind, that's close to the end. In my mind, that's the middle of May. But uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, Brian's like, oh, man, it's just too close to the end of May here. We just got to roll with the planters. But we talk about fungicides. If we don't get them out there in front, they just don't work. So what what do we do, Ryan? Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got to get them out there before that uh, inoculum, that fungus gets in there. So, you know, the big thing is using something, you know, like a Top Guard product or Lucento where we've got some good residual that covers covers that wheat. Um, you know, talking the flag leaf specifically, that flag leaf and the leaf below really uh, – really feed that plant for that grain fill they're the two most important ones pretty large percentage so protecting those is very key you know wheat wheat across the country different growing different planted different everywhere but the one thing that's the same is that flag leaf seed in that head we need to protect it yeah we sure do now you mentioned top guard and i'd love to talk about that product and that chemistry a little bit because it's getting used in a number of different crops uh in some different ways i don't know if wheat is is going to be one of those crops that we put something on that lasts a long time i know in corn we use that active ingredient in the product zyway and my goodness ryan we've seen some pretty nice results on our farm with that what do you see with that compound using it uh at planting time versus using it foliar and and length of control yeah so the at planting time is really neat because it stays in the soil and comes up through the roots the whole season in the corn right we can't we can't really do that yet with wheat but some of the stuff we have been doing is throwing it in early you know coming up here up north in a week or two we'll be spraying herbicide um throwing it in there and if you get some good rains and whatnot, we can detect levels that'll give you some weed or weed, sorry, disease control later on, even in that flag leaf. Um, we've done some sampling. That plant keeps taking it up. Now it's not high, high, high levels like in the corn with the zyway, but it is enough there to keep that plant green and healthy um, and protect that whole plant, even from an early app, whether it's down south in the winter wheat, there's been a lot of a lot of green up applications when they get some rain and up here even that herbicide timing it's a real nice 
you know, just throw five ounces in and you're pretty good to go. Should get you, get you to heading. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting chemistry. And when you look at, uh, just the, the rankings, length of control, movement in the plant, those types of things, uh, that compound really shines. Uh, another product that, that you talk about a lot is Lucento. Talk to us about that one and, and how we would best utilize that product. Yeah, so sort of the same situation, but even more so for uh, these growers and parts where they're doing a lot of flag leaf applications. You know, it's got that same flutriophol in there, so it's going to move through the plant, last a real long time. But then it's also got a uh, SDHI class fungicide in with it, which is actually more curative than preventative. So if you do have a little disease out there, that's going to help knock that out. Um, and it's going to be really good if you have any rust or anything like that blowing in later on. Yeah, I know we talk a lot about head scab, but but rust can be a big, big deal, whether it's stripe rust or, or another rust uh, in wheat. Also, with crop rotation, and we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, depending on what that rotation is going to be. And this is one thing that I'm kind of curious about in the North for guys that intended on planting, say, corn that might go in with something different. Uh, you just never know in some cases. So you need to keep your options open. That's why it's always good to have a fungicide plan to be able to handle anything that comes up. Uh, Ryan, anything else you want to add with flag leaf fungicides or, or just crops in general? Yeah, you know, I think just, reiterate it's uh it's one of those things stay on top of once you see that disease out there it's usually probably a little too late or you've already lost some yield so if you're making a pass across the field it's uh you can use something like top guard lucento with this good long residual and movement in the plant and let it hang around and buy you some time to get to that next pass and a little peace of mind knowing you got some protection out there already yeah, the peace of mind is a big one. I know my dad talked about that a lot. He would, I don't know, my dad was pretty, he was type A, Ryan. He, he had, to, had to be going and <laughs> had to do it his way, but yep. he did explain it to Brian and me a lot. He'd say, look, guys, if we don't get it done and do the best job we can, I'm always going to be worried about it. I'm not going to sleep well because I'm just going to think, oh, man, I didn't protect the crop. There's going to be something bad that's going to happen. And so it's it's pretty nice to, to be out in front of things with a fungicide, get the timing done right. As soon as you're seeing the flag leaves, you just got to coat that flag leaf well because it's so, so critical, as you pointed out earlier, for yield determination. Uh, Ryan Hunt with FMC, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on. Yeah, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You know, as we look at flag leaf fungicides, uh, just to, to kind of wrap things up, we, we talked about a lot of different modes of action. And I know when you talked with Katie Strathman to start the show off, she talked about hey, let's use a three-mode-of-action product. It's fine to have a strobiliorin product in there early in the season. Up up through flag leaf, that's fine. Once we get to heading, we've got a switch. And so to me, when we think about a lot of the plant health benefits that we're looking for with fungicides, using that strobe is pretty nice, having a, a quadris or a headline or a veto or one of these products in there can be can be great. Uh, but once we get past the flag leaf, we just shouldn't be using those anymore because we see an increase oftentimes in Don levels or vomitoxin levels in the wheat. So this flag leaf application, I get it. You, you know you're probably coming back at heading in just a couple of weeks. 
it's still super important. You've got to protect that flag leaf. You've got to keep it green so you can maximize yield potential. But then also, hey, this is our last shot to use those three modes of action. And that's kind of nice. You, you heard Jason Snell talking about Triva Pro. Hey, we can put three modes of action out now. But once we get towards heading, you got to switch to Miravis Ace. You can still have a good SDHI in there, but you got to use it with the Triazole. So you'll see some of the, the prime products that get used at heading time are either all Triazole or Triazole plus SDHI. So just kind of keep that in mind. Utilize those other modes of action early in the season and just stay ahead of things. For Ryan was saying up in North Dakota, he goes, man, we got a lot of two, three leaf wheat right now. So it's not even quite to where guys want to spray their herbicides. Herbicide timing is a great time to start off with a real low rate, uh, half rate of fungicide. We often use Nexacor just because of the price point, but uh, there's other products that'll work well too. But we'll start off early, try and keep things clean. Then as we get the flag leaf out, we'll try and push down through. We want to have great coverage on the flag leaf, but we'll try to push down into the canopy as best we can so we don't have disease coming up from the bottom to, to cause us problems later in the season. And then when you get out there at heading time, just a little different animal. You're trying to spray a head that's pointed straight up and down. And, and so a lot of times we'll use angled nozzles to try to coat both sides of that head and do the best we can. We'll, we'll talk about heading, timing, and flowering fungicide use a little bit later on this season. Well, we're going to dive into the Ag PhD mailbag after this break. We'll take your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. We'll be right back. There's an innovative new soybean herbicide on the market that's helping close the door on weed resistance and open new doors to productivity. Preview 2.1 SC Herbicide from UPL is a multi-mode of action pre-emergent that controls the most resistant broadleaf weeds at the beginning of the season and continues to control later weeds with strong residual activity. Ask your retailer about Preview 2.1 Herbicide from UPL and always read and follow label directions. Nothing but net. Win your soybean season with the fast knockdown and lasting broad spectrum control of Elevest Insect Control from FMC. Take on army worms, stink bugs, soybean loopers, and more with the maximized ratio of premier active ingredients for better overall control of more than 40 labeled pests. Visit your FMC retailer or elevest.ag.fmc.com to up your game this season. Always read and follow all label directions. Morton Buildings has served the American farmer for more than 120 years. From manufacturing our own building components to constructing your building, Morton takes pride in being the industry leader in post-frame construction by providing a quality building and exceptional customer service. A Morton is built to last for generations. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. You won't want to miss this year's Ag PhD Field Day with guided tours of our extensive research plots, world premieres of the latest ag technologies, the highest yielding farmers on the planet, and more equipment running than ever before. The Ag PhD Field Day just keeps getting bigger and better. We'll also have great family entertainment, including a kids area, music, fantastic guest speakers, and food and drink available all throughout the day. But the best part is everything's free. Go to agphd.com to learn more for the Ag PhD Field Day, Thursday, July 27th. When it comes to cereal disease protection, 
Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro, the future of plant health starts here. Visit prosaropro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. At Corteva AgriScience, we want to keep farms healthy and productive, today and tomorrow. That's why we're investing in a robust pipeline of naturally derived biologicals. Meet Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. It's a sustainable nitrogen fixation product that facilitates crop growth and optimizes yield potential. With the fluctuation in fertilizer prices, Utricia N is a reliable solution. It can be used alongside your traditional nitrogen program to enhance your ROI this year. For more information, visit Corteva.us. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. And we are in the Ag PhD mailbag time now. We're taking your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD, or you can email us, radio at agphd.com. All right, said to the phone lines, Scott. Uh, oh, and also my brother Brian's back on here too, but we got Landon down in Oklahoma right now. Landon, how you doing? Oh, doing well, Darren. How about yourself? Good, good. What can we do for you? Well, I've got a question I've got some grain stored in my planted here about oh, a week ago or so, and it's out of the ground looking good, but I've got some uh, yellow nut sedge out there, and it was out there when I sprayed. I didn't really have a plan for it going over there when I sprayed, and I uh, sprayed about 40 ounces around about there. It was some sharpened, and it looks like I dinged it up a little bit, but I don't think I'm going to kill it. And so I'm wondering, I found a couple of products called Bastagrand and Permit, that I can spray over the top of sorghum and just to see if you guys have any experience uh, with yellow nut sedge with those two products. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. Uh, we've had a little bit of yellow nut sedge on our farm over the years, too, that we've had to go after. And uh, both Bassagran and Permit can do a pretty good job. They're reasonably crop safe, too. We need a lot of heat and humidity to get the most out of Bassagrand, fortunately, you're down in Oklahoma, so the heat probably isn't going to be an issue. <laughs> the The humidity may or may not be, but normally what we'd like to see is between the temperature and the humidity, we'd love to see 150 or more. So if we had an 80-degree day and 70% humidity or more, that would be a good time to spray Bassagrand. It typically works good if you're mixing it with crop oil. Uh, Brian, any other comments on your favorite product? I'm being... Very, I'm teasing Brian here. It's not his favorite product, but any any other comments on Bassagrand, Brian? Well, yeah, I mean both Bassagrand and Permit, they're okay. Um, the, what we found, let's go back to the Roundup first. What we found with the Roundup is you really have to run as low a water volume as possible and as high a rate of Roundup yeah. as possible because, I, I mean, yeah, it, yellow nut sedge is just tough. Otherwise, Bassagrand and Permit, yes, we've used those. They're okay. And let's leave it at that. They're not going to be perfect. But in the future, I would just say, I, I would just say we want to look at how do we eliminate that those patches of nut sedge permanently. So a lot of times, so I don't know what your situation is, but most of the time when we work with farmers who have nut sedge, just like us, if you, we fix the drainage problem, then eventually the nut sedge goes away. So we want to choke that that stuff out with a great crop, and it's usually a drainage issue. So is this in some low ground, or where is it at? 
Well, yeah, it is in some river bottom, but it's got yep. really good internal drainage. I mean, I, 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 there's not, it doesn't really hold water anywhere, but it is river bottom, and it tends to stay wet. But I've never had really crop dry out, uh, drown out there. I just get, it's, it's a really weird field. It's got 90% calcium. It's like 8 pH. It's just really strange, but it's really, it's a really good ground if the fertility's built up on it. I mean, I just yeah. And, but, uh, and by drainage, I, yeah, and by by drainage, where I'm going with this is the water table stays relatively high, and so yeah. that's where, like for our farm, similar ground, we'll put drain tile in there to keep that water table down below three or four feet, and then usually the yeah. nut sedge starts to go away. Nut sedge likes high water tables, but anyway, okay. So yeah, hopefully that'll work for you. Yeah, the other product, Landon, is Yukon, which would be dicamba plus permit. So there, there'd be yeah, those would be the three choices in grain sorghum for for nutsedge control. So if you're planning on using some dicamba, perhaps Yukon, if if your dealers in your area have got that, would be uh, priced where you'd get it, get the permit for little or nothing. Or but yeah, yeah or a I, lot of times people will throw atrazine, just a little atrazine with the bassagran. That yeah. helps a little bit too. Hey, the yeah. other thing too, Landon, yeah, is a- pre-emerge. Uh, dual or metallochlor has been okay on nutsedge. It's not perfect, yeah. but it's helpful if you have concept treated seed. Okay, yeah, I had dual out there, but I didn't put it out there till uh, pre-emerge after we ran the planter over it, and it was already up. And I just didn't realize yeah, I had sure. an issue out there. I'd never seen it out there before, and I'm wondering if, uh, yeah, maybe I should run that out there my my first burn down earlier in the spring next time. And, is there anything yeah. else? Will Halo Sephiron permit? Will it, uh, does it have any uh, pre-emerge activity on it? I think it's mostly contact on on that particular weed, okay. right? Yeah, it, it's going to have some activity in the soil, but the dual is really where you want to go. You want to save that permit for post and put the dual out there um, at as high a rate as is labeled in, in uh, grain sorghum. But yeah, you got to get it out there before it's coming up because it's got no activity once it's up. The dual. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm planning on running atrazine with it if that's if you think that's okay and it sounds like it is. What yep. about if I was yep. one of the tank tank mix husky with it instead of dicamba? Dicamba is a little harder in 240. They're just a little harder on sorghum when it's young. I was thinking husky a little safer. Yeah, I agree. It's um, safer. Are you are you spot yeah. spraying the the nut sedge, or is this something you got to spray the whole field for? Not, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna run it over the whole field. There's not a whole lot of places in there. It's, it's heavy, and it's really not that bad. I just don't want it to be. A, I just want to start working on it now because that field's gonna go to Milo every two or three years, and I just don't want it to, you know, you know, go to seed and, and become a worse problem in later years. Yep, yep, I can certainly understand that. Yeah, I don't think that tank mix uh, would be bad. I don't know if technically it's labeled or not, um, Husky plus permit, but I can't, I can't think of a reason why not to do it. So, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I'd probably give that a try. Okay, well, maybe I'll just, I don't have a lot of other broadleaves out there, so maybe if I'll just stick with one of those and atrazine. But I guess my last yeah. question is, which is, which is better on yellow nut sedge, Bassagran or permit? Because... Permits about twice the price as Bassagrand. <laughs> I think they're I think they're fairly similar. Personally, I don't I, know I that do I too, have I, a preference. I can't say that I've seen a lot of Bassagrand sprayed on 
on Grand Serum, it used to be expensive. So it's it's gotten cheaper, which is great. I can say spray it on corn. You don't even know you sprayed it on the corn. It, it's really no, crop safe, safe on corn. So I would expect it to be pretty okay. crop safe on the sorghum. Okay, good. Good yep. deal. Does, what, does take do I, uh, it, does take a lot of water. You want to get great coverage with it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. And also, you, you said crop oil. Well, MSO work, or is that too much for this bass grass? MSO would work, but in the husky, you've got a pretty strong rate to buckdrill, and that is going right. to light things oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just cut the husky out and run atrazine with it and uh, keep it right there. I don't know. Yep, yeah, you might just go with, with uh, either permit or bassagran early and then come back with husky after uh, a week or two. If I'm, yeah, if I need to. Okay, just what you wanted. To. Just what you wanted, Landon, recreational spraying. Well, and it's unfortunately, it's about 25 miles away from the farm. Oh, it's the shoot. first one away. Yep. And so <laughs> that's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, Milo looks great right now. I've got a great stand. It's just uh, looks like our weather down here is turning a little bit. We've got a better weather pattern. It seems like we're going into. So that's yep. good. Well, thanks for the call today, Landon. We really appreciate it. Good luck. Yep. Good talking to you guys again. Have a great day. Thanks so much for your time. You bet. You too. I got Jeffrey with us down in Missouri. How you doing, Jeffrey? Okay. Um, question on uh, spraying uh, lotus on corn that's like you know V four, V five, perfect. Yep. V six. Um, and uh, so I was putting atrazine with it, like a um, three quarters of a pound, and then um, you know the label says use MSO. Some people say no, that's too hot. Some say use crop oil. What? And we were going with Roundup and then the you know, AMS. Okay. So uh, Roundup, Atrazine, AMS, and Lotus. And can you use yeah. MSO? I would say absolutely. I'd be using AM, MSO. What, what do you say, Brenda? Okay. The label says MSO yeah, or sure. high surfactant oil concentrate. And uh, e either way, right. I, you're going to be about the same. I, we would we would use yeah. MSO. That'd be ours at a gallon per hundred. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I don't worry about it being too hard on the crop. I mean, all the things you're using there, none of them is real hard on it. So yeah, you might see a little leaf speckling, but you you might see that out of crop oil too. So no, I won't get worried about it. I just follow the label, use the MSO, you'll be fine. Okay. Fair enough. Thank awesome. you. Thanks. You bet. Good luck, Jeffrey. And I, I love that you're getting out there at this timing as well. Get out there V4, V5. You know, after we get to V6, we've got the growing point above ground. I like being out there early. I like taking weeds out early. We keep our yield potential up. Uh, and it kind of relates back to our topic of the day, which was flag leaf fungicides in wheat. And when we think about yield determination on a wheat crop, that flag leaf is so critical. So being out there at that at the right time to protect your plant and keep your yield potential up is really important. If you've got a question for us, you can always email us radio at agphd.com. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.